Okay. Next witness is Leanne Coolen. And uh, Leanne, do you affirm solemnly to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, I do. Good afternoon, Ms. Coolen. Hi. Can you tell us uh, where you're from? I'm originally from Newfoundland. I live now in Head of Jador. Head of Jador, Nova Scotia? Yes. And uh, I understand uh, that you did take uh, one dose of the vaccine. Yes. Okay. And when did you do that? Uh, May 27th, 2021. Did you do that uh, of your own accord? No. And can you elaborate on that? Uh, my employer uh, started, I guess, maybe March, April with a real push for everyone to get vaccinated. I held off until I couldn't any longer and I had to go get my first shot. They expected two, but they got one. <laughs> okay. Um, what were your reasons for hesitating? Because it was too, it was too soon. Everything was just, oh, here's a vaccine. It'll, it'll help. I didn't trust that it would help. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. My son is fully vaccinated. My husband is vaccinated. I'm not against vaccines. I was just against this because I didn't trust it. When you say that family members in your household are fully vaccinated, you mean the kind of traditional it, yes, childhood vaccines and all that sort of exactly, thing? Exactly, okay. yes. Um, and so uh, you started to feel some pressure in March and April from your employer. Yes. Did your employer have a um, uh, like a mandate in place? They did mandate it. Uh, I'm not sure if they have a written mandate. I'm sure it's probably in the company policy in some way, shape, or form. I do have emails from the uh, the president, I guess, um, kind of telling everybody to go get vaccinated. Remember, get your vaccination. Send in your verification kind of thing when you're done so we can have that on file. And Were you yeah. ever told what would happen if you did not get vaccinated? We were told that we, we wouldn't be able to work there anymore. Okay. So... And so in May of 2021, you did receive your first injection of, uh, do you know which one it, you got? It was Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. Okay. And do you know where you got that, who administered it? I don't know who administered it, but I did, I know where I got it. It was at the pharmacy in the superstore on uh, Coal Harbor Road in Coal Harbor. Okay. In the pharmacy. Okay. And do you have the lot number for that? I do, but I don't have it with me. Okay. I, I know I filled it out on something, but I I didn't bring it. All right. Um, all right. So you got one injection of Pfizer in May of 2021. And tell us what happened after that. Everything seemed normal until uh, Sunday, June 20th, when I don't remember much. I remember waking up in the morning and hearing my husband talking to, I assume, somebody on the phone because it was only him and I in the room. Um, it was the paramedics. I had had a stroke. So the ambulance came, and the next thing I knew, I had paramedics at the foot of my bed. They took me to the hospital, and I was there for five days. Has your husband described that experience to you? He has, uh, not in great detail because he's still traumatized from the event. I make noises in my sleep. He wakes up immediately thinking, what's going on here? So, yeah, he, he still lives with it. And what did he tell you about the experience? He 
I, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. Um, he said my face was kind of twisted, obviously, because I had droop on one side of my face. I was trying to say words. He couldn't understand anything. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But he doesn't really elaborate on it because he doesn't talk about things like that. So, <laughs> Okay. The five days that you were in the hospital, can you describe how you were feeling, some of the symptoms you were having? I, I don't remember any symptoms at all, really. It kind of just happened and it went away. I'm, I'm left with uh, memory sort of loss or I don't know what to call it. I, I can't get my thoughts organized as quickly as I used to be able to. Um, but I went through several tests in the hospital, several CAT scans, um, everything. I had blood work done, I think, twice a day. Um, I had a, an IV with a heparin drip um, because of the blood clots. The blood clots were in my arteries, not in my veins. Um, I do have factor five Leiden, but it is actually in my uh, report from the hospital that they don't believe that was the cause of the stroke. So with all the other tests that I had done, I still, nobody gave me a reason as to why this happened. So I'm still left wondering why. Okay. When you were in the hospital, was there any discussion about whether you'd had your vaccine and when? No. Uh, before I got out of the ambulance, they gave me a COVID test because I wasn't allowed in the hospital without one. I did mention to them at that point that I had just had my vaccine about three weeks ago um, and nobody said anything. A couple of days later, I believe, uh, when I was in the room and there were medical teams visiting, I had mentioned that I had my vaccine about three weeks ago and nobody paid any attention to those words coming out of my mouth. They kind of just turned around and walked away and nobody said anything about it. So during the entire time that you were in the hospital, no doctor or medical professional asked you any questions about the proximity of your stroke to your vaccine injection? None. How old are you? Uh, now I'm 42. And at the time? 41. 41 years old. Is there any history of stroke in your family? There is. Uh, my grandmother, I believe she was in her 50s when she had a stroke. I think she also has or had factor five Leiden. So she had blood clotting. Uh, I believe she had a blood clot in her leg. She did have a pulmonary embolism, a stroke. Uh, she had an aneurysm that was clipped. It didn't leak or anything. So they, they settled that. But she had the typical, I guess, factor five Leiden. Okay. things happening. Do you know whether um, her stroke was consistent with that condition or as in your case, inconsistent with that condition? I, I can't say okay. one way or the other. All right. But, um, and we have your discharge summary that we can put up on the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the exhibits. And uh, no? Okay. I was given an exhibit number. So if I could just have one moment. I'm going to find that in a second. Sure. Um, all right. Indicating that you have this condition, factor five Leiden, you called it? Yes. Okay. And indicating specifically that it was not responsible for your stroke. And that that's because 
your stroke was um, an arterial clot. Yes. And factor V Leiden is specifically responsible for intravenous clotting. Yes. Okay. It's a TR-003. No. Okay. Um, I'm going to pass up this copy to the panel uh, because we were supposed to have that uploaded so that they can see that. And I'm specifically referring uh, commissioners to the second paragraph, st with starting with the word hematology. Second paragraph on the first page. Hematology was consulted and the patient was started on a heparin drip. It was felt that her factor V Leiden mutation was not the cause of these arterial clots, as this is associated with increased venous clotting. So the one pre-existing condition that you're aware that you had We've ruled; they have ruled out as the cause. Yes, okay. and you're not aware of any other pre-existing conditions which would potentially cause you to have a stroke at 41 years old. No, I'm not aware of anything. Are you um, in in the context of of that year or the previous years? Were you generally healthy? Yes. Okay. Um, what if any long-term impact have you felt this had on you? I just I I don't. It's like I don't know myself anymore. I know my, my thoughts and, and stuff. I can process thoughts like thoughts come quickly. I just can't organize them to get them out. Uh, things that I enjoyed doing, I don't enjoy anymore. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> like, it's just all the drama with everything around the whole vaccinations and you can't talk about it and everything else. So just sweep it all under the rug and it, it, it gets to you, mm -hmm. <laughs> really. Are you on any medication that you weren't on previously? I am. Uh, they prescribed uh, atorvastatin for high cholesterol. Okay. And uh, vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin B12. Is and that in relation to your stroke? That's what they prescribed for me when I left the hospital, yeah. Okay. Um, did you, do you have regular updates with your family doctor? I don't. I, I haven't had a family doctor for quite some time. I do have a nurse practitioner now. And I, I do have to go and get some blood work done for an update on where I'm at. How often do you have to do that? Uh, nobody told me anything. So okay. I guess it's it's my own discretion. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever have any conversations with her about, about the, after your stroke, about your stroke? After my stroke, I did talk with the nurse practitioner ahead at that point. He was very supportive. He seemed like he kind of felt that, well, maybe the vaccine did have something to do with it. That made me feel fantastic because I'd never had anyone actually on my side before. Um, now I don't have him any longer. He's been replaced with another nurse practitioner. Um, I did speak with her about it, but she's not as vocal as he is about it. So I assume that she doesn't want to talk about it. Are you aware of whether or not that the, your first nurse practitioner, the male, if he reported your uh, symptoms, your stroke? To I'm the, not aware. To the vaccine injury database? I'm not aware that he did. Okay. Did the, did the mandates have any other impact on your, actually, before I move on to that, I take it, you, I understand you did not have the second dose. 
The, correct. What, if any, impact did that have on your employment? Uh, I had to leave my job because they kept at me about another vaccine or an exception letter. Uh, in a follow-up appointment I had with hematology, I asked the doctor on the phone, um, is there any way I can get an exemption letter because work is asking me to get the second vaccine? She told me if I was worried about having another stroke to get my second vaccination before my fragment injections ran out, which was the prescription they sent me home with from the hospital. And that's when I gave up and I said, I'm not going to get an exemption letter. I'm not having another vaccine, so I'll just have to move on. And that's what I did. I, I quit that job in December 2021. Thank you. Has... Uh did the, the rules and mandates, the Vax Pass, all that sort of stuff, did that have any other impact on your life? Um, well, my husband got the second shot because we were still at that job and they pressured him to get it. He felt like he had to get it to support the family. Um, my son completely refused it and I don't blame him. Um, he did feel pressure from his friends. He did get bullied um, he did get kicked off the soccer team because he wasn't vaccinated and he wasn't allowed to play. Um, I told him, if you want to participate, I'll take you to get vaccinated. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I didn't push any further. I just, it was a simple question if you want it. But because of what happened to me, he, he refused it. And I'm very thankful for that. How old is he? Uh, he's 18. 18. Yeah. <clears throat> Those are my questions. You said that you had gotten one dose of one of the vaccines. I think you said the Pfizer one. Yes. When you went to get your vaccine, what did the doctor or the person who gave it to you, the pharmacist, whoever it was that gave it to you, how did they explain to you, um, you know, the, 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 the risks and the benefits of the vaccine so that you could make an informed decision? Nobody explained anything. Thank you. Yeah.